What up, fam? It's your Nubian scribe, reminding you to tap follow or subscribe so that you don't miss any new episodes. Also, if you like what you hear, let others know via your social media platforms so that they know what's up too. You can also find me on Instagram, where there is a link to my books, which are on Amazon. And my Instagram account is Nubian, N-U-B-I-A-N underscore scribe. Now, fam, I got a serious question for you this week. Why do we be hating on each other? Really? Why do we? I don't know. That's why I'm asking. At a certain point, we got to look at ourselves on this one. Sure, the heroes initially pitted us against each other, and that's historically factual. For example, making the brothers and the sisters who worked in the fields hate the ones who worked in a big house. You know, that's what they called it back in the day. Given the perception that the house slaves were better than the ones who worked in the fields, that was intentional. And it got them hating on each other. Another example are slave owners giving mulatto slaves preferential treatment over full-blooded Mandingo slaves. Who are they? Mandingo slaves were the ones who were not, were not byproducts of sexual assault by the slave owners. But now that the jig is up, or should be, i.e. the manipulation and polarization of our race, we gotta take responsibility for the attacks on us by us. So, why do we continually hate on each other? Black versus black. I'm not talking about black on black crime that you see on the six o'clock news every day. I'm talking about the ones that are not seen on the news every day. Those that are perpetuated by our own biased hatred for each other. What is biased hatred? I define it this way. Hate based on specific preferences that seem to benefit in the other person's mind, a particular subgroup of our race over the other, such as light skin versus dark skin, good hair versus natural hair. And I ain't talking about straight hair. That's what we in the hood call good hair. I'm talking about the kind that needs a straight comb to straighten out. Our hair should not define us, but it does. Our skin color should not define us and our own race, but it does. We even hate on fam who are articulate and so-called speaking or acting white when they are just articulating or speaking like fam did back in the day. Back in the day when they were building pyramids and invented things that are still being used and are in existence today. If they weren't articulate, then how in the hell were they able to relay what they wanted made or done so they can be done? The Euros are still trying to figure out how they built stuff or created things. That's us. We're not stupid. We are not inarticulate. And just because a brother or a sister is, 
we gonna say that they talking white or acting white we were here first read the second chapter in Genesis I'm telling you second chapter in Genesis there you will find where there were four rivers coming out of the garden of Eden and one of those rivers surrounded Ethiopia now I talked about this in season one early in season two go back and listen to it Ethiopia has always been predominantly and majority black now if Ethiopia was specifically mentioned in the first book in the Bible and you have one of the four rivers coming out of the Garden of Eden it means that we were here we played a major role in the development of mankind and God blessed us and he is still blessing us today because what we have overcome and overcoming he made that happen and we should give all praise and glory to the father above because we are still here now some of us in the family may say bias hatred it's unconscious we don't know we're doing it the hell you don't I don't believe that not one minute not one word not one second of it why well I'm glad you asked because I know you didn't because we have seen the Euros playbook hell it ain't changed in centuries (laughs) we all know the phrase those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it well guess what some of us seem to have amnesia that's real talk I'm just keeping it 100 because some of y'all need to hear this because pretending that you don't know what happened in the past as a result guess what you're going to turn around and repeat the same dumb shh that was happening back then to fam and that's why in each episode I spend a significant amount of time talking about our past so that they know and so that the rest of the family know where they came from who their ancestors were what they have accomplished in the motherland and on them lands that were governed by the Euros United States Euros they weren't the only Euros who were enslaving or involved in the slave trade there are other European countries who did the same thing so when I say Euros I'm talking about those that were involved in the slave trade and those who enslaved our ancestors now let me continue to why I spend a significant amount of time talking about the past because I want our family to understand what was done to our ancestors so that they know that they are more than what society says that they are and most importantly that they are not doomed to have the same dumb shh happen to them as what happened to fam back in the day. Speaking more of bias hatred, you can't begin to understand my frustration and agony when I hear some of us say things like, oh, he or she, they think they're better than me or I'm going to bring him or her down to earth. Sometimes 
I ask myself, why? And other times, I just shake my head because the general response I usually get when I ask why is the same thing that I hear come out of their mouth with no other explanation other than they think they're better than me. Then I think to myself, you know, I think they may be because if you hating on them because of bias hatred, because they light skinned and you dark skinned or they got better hair in your mind than you do or they speak articulate and you don't that's some dumb shh and yeah you need to be called out on that we got better things to do what should be doing other than trying to bring each other down because of the color of our skin the texture of our hair or how we speak Instead of hating about some dumb shh, why don't you just turn that energy towards boycotting retail stores that follow you around or fam around in the store? Or run for city council so that you can have a say in how your city treats fam in your own community. And so that you can have a say in how the local police are accountable to you as opposed to fam being accountable to them. Fam. We be hating on the wrong dumb shh. So what if one of our own looks down on you or thinks that he or she is better than you? As long as you know your value and your worth, that's all that matters. Trust. I'm reminded of what I saw on TV back in the day when Obama was running for president the first time. Jesse Jackson, who appears not to realize that his mic was still on during a break is alleged to have said these words. I want to cut his nuts off. Just Google Obama and cutting nuts off. You'll see footage and hear sound that purports to reveal what Jesse allegedly said he wanted to do to Obama. If true, that's pretty disgusting. Especially since back in the day, slave owners used to do that to fam on a regular. When they thought their fam was getting were acting too good for their own britches. And to hear another brother say those words, one who was as prominent as he, it pissed me off. And frankly, it should piss you off too if he did actually say those words. Fam, we got to stop hating. If we don't respect each other, how can we demand that others outside of family respect us too? Case in point, when Obama became president, his efforts to bridge the great divide between black and white was foiled by those from other political parties and people who were just ignorant and just more ignorant. You had a prominent U.S. senator proclaim very publicly that his goal was to make Obama a one-term president. Then, There was a U.S. congressman who yelled out liar while Obama was giving a State of the Union address to the nation on live TV. Then you had these people out there saying that he wasn't a legitimate president because they believed that he was born outside the United States, even though there was data 
document everything that he was born in Hawaii. Then, to add insult to injury, there's a national magazine who put him and Michelle on their covers and depicted them as monkeys. Monkeys. Now, I understand that some of y'all may have opinions on whether Obama did enough for the black community or black people as a whole. But peep this and keeping it 100 like I always do. The president of the United States only has the power that Congress gives him. So if you think that the U.S. Congress, which is made up of mostly euros, was going to let a black man sign into law bills that were specifically targeted to benefit the black community or black people as a whole, then my brother and sister, you are living in La La Land. And I'm not talking about the movie by that same name. With that said, I'm reminded of a statement that a good friend of my son told her in response to her trying to get him motivated to move into the next phase of his young life. He said, I got a lot of food on my plate and I hadn't started eating yet. I started out laughing when she told me what he said. Basically, what he was telling her was that, hell, I get to it when I get to it. Our community has had that attitude for some time now. And it got the end. I'm just saying. And we need to change course in order to reach that next phase of our economic and political journey. Let's stop hating on each other. And start eating the food that's on our plate. Some time ago, I took an informal poll asking my close friends why we be hating on each other. And the responses I got were generally the same. One of three reasons. Money, success, and booze. Not booze like women's chest, but booze. Not your boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife. Your boo. Now, when I inquired further about those responses, I was told the following. Now, about money and success, I was told we hate on each other when fam reach what they consider a breakthrough moment in their life, be it a career goal, living better than their parents or grandparents, or obtaining financial security. And when they reach those goals or similar goals, they get called Uncle Tom or Brown Noses. It's a darn shame that fam is ostracized and ridiculed as opposed to being celebrated for achieving their goals. Now, about the boo that you select and other people hating on her or him, I was told the reason that that happens because they mad because you got a better looking woman or man than they do. So why hate on that? Just go out and ask a pretty woman or a handsome man out if you don't have a boo. And if you got a boo and you don't think that he or she is attractive, then that's your fault. You should be happy 
with who you were. Because as they say, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And if that person ain't beholden to your eyes, that's on you. Don't hate on that brother and sister because they got an attractive woman or man. Now, someone in my group told me, and this is absolutely true, and this brother, name is Dom, he's in his 20s, very insightful, very deep. And for him to say this, I was like, man, our generation is going to be all right because they seeing things so they don't repeat it. Now, what he told me, he said, the Euros, they don't have to do nothing anymore to keep us fighting amongst ourselves. He said, all they have to do is give a few of us a few coins and then say or do whatever they want. And then the majority of the family probably follow suit. I was like, you are absolutely right. I've seen that happen too many times. And I'm sure you have too. I'm not concerned about that kind of stuff happening in other communities. But when it happens in our community, it stings like hell. Because our community is already behind the eight ball. And we don't need any more of our family working against us. Interesting thing about bias hatred. If targeted properly, it's an effective weapon to divide a community. And especially one as fragile as ours. Abraham Lincoln is quoted saying, A house divided against itself cannot stand. I believe that this government cannot endure permanently half slave and half free. I do not expect the house to fall, but I do not expect it will cease to be divided. It will become one thing or all the other. Brothers and sisters, Nubians, fam, I submit this to you. Are we destined to tear our community apart as the Euros want? Or will we come together as one for the good of our community, which the Euros fear the most? Speaking of community, I'm reminded of a systemic racist policy that is used to destroy our family. It is the high bonds that are being set for blacks after they are arrested. Black men are stopped more frequently than non-blacks and are arrested for things that non-blacks are warned of or ticketed for. And the number of black men being exonerated or having their convictions overturned or vacated today is demonstrating that a great deal of them were actually wrongfully convicted. If a black man cannot afford to bail out of jail, oftentimes they lose their job. And for those who are able to bail out of jail, their employer may let them go based on the arrest itself. It's not right, but that's reality. So, if that brother is not able to maintain his job or get employment because of his arrest, then he would not be in a position to support his family. And to add insult to injury, his arrest 
may put his family in an adverse position to qualify for vital services or assistance because one of the criteria for that assistance is a family member cannot be involved in or engaged in a criminal activity. And that determination is often made before he is ever tried in a court of law. So what does he do? Stay in the house or leave so that his wife and kids can qualify for vital services to sustain them until he is cleared of his criminal charges. If he is ever charged and if he is not, his arrest is out there for the world to see. And frankly, people are judged by their credit and by their arrest record. It's wrong, but it is what it is. And I'm just keeping it 100. Recently, I came across a story about a brother who was tried and convicted of raping a Euro woman. He had his conviction overturned, which was 40 years after he was initially convicted of that crime. He got convicted in 1981 and had to spend 16 years in prison. He said it was tough for him to get employment after he got out and even tougher for him to have a normal life because he had to register as a sex offender. Fam, there are too many stories like that to go over. Just as there are too many names of family who were murdered by the popo. This bond system is just one of the many mechanisms that are being used to keep our lives in disarray and in turmoil. Thank God that we got someone like Jay-Z and others who are paying family bonds across this country. Otherwise, they'll be in jail for years waiting for their trial. And most importantly, they'll be away from their families. With their families, they can get support emotionally and hopefully financial. And that emotional support, that's what they're going to need as they try to prove their innocence. I'm reminded of a great activist and writer, Carter G. Woodson. He said, when you control a man's thinking, you do not have to worry about his actions. Well, people like Jay-Z, they're proving that we are beginning to control our own narratives by our actions. Yes, He is proving that we are beginning to control our own narrative by our actions. Example, taking on the ills of the bond system. He is doing great things just like others outside of family who are helping him. They are doing great things to right a lot of wrongs. And Jay-Z don't have to wrong anything because he was wrong because he is a descendant of those who were. But he is using his resources and his platform to bring others inside the family and out and to make sure that at least one of many mechanisms that are used to minimize us 
marginalize us and to continue to enslave us is torn down or at least severely hampered from being effective. Fam, this is the last episode for this season. I hope that you enjoyed listening to these shows because I certainly enjoy bringing them to you. If you hadn't listened to season one, I encourage you to do so. And if you can't wait for season three to start, where my goal is to have guests, I encourage you to listen to my other podcast, which is entitled Acts 18.9. Season one of that episode of that podcast lays the foundation for the conversations that I had with guests in season two. And for those of you who are curious why I named that podcast Acts 18.9, well, here's why. Acts 18.9 through 10 says the following. Then spake the Lord to Paul in the night by a vision. Be not afraid, but speak and hold not that peace. For I am with thee, and no man shall set on thee to hurt thee. For I have much people in this city. In other words, the Lord was telling Paul, go out there in them streets and tell my truths. And don't worry about the haters coming after you because I got you. He was also reassuring Paul that he had folks out there on the ready to hold things down while he was doing what God had laid on his heart to do. Same with this podcast. I was led to tell our truths. And how we are still here in spite of all the things that our ancestors had to endure. And what we continually have to overcome day in and day out. The pseudonym Nubian Scribe, it came to me several episodes into season one of this podcast. And at that time, I was researching an African scribe who had laid down our truths well before me much like what I'm doing with this podcast laying down our truths now fam I got a huge favor to ask you no <laughs> I'm not going to ask you to send me no money I don't want your money <laughs> contrary to popular belief I ain't making no money I ain't making no money off of these podcasts these podcasts exist because they are what I was led to do what I need from you is prayer not for me today but for a young man who's 18 years old and just got caught up in a judicial system that I was just talking about which I call it the beast that joker is real believe that and it stays hungry and it's eaten up our fam each and every day right now that beast's knees are so tightly nudged on that young man's neck that he recently tried to take his own life. This young man is innocent and the district attorney who's prosecuting him knows it because the police officer who arrested him 
on some dumb lie or some of the same documents that that prosecutor is using to prosecute him. But the DA is still moving forward in spite of. Now, he doesn't quite understand, but is slowly starting to realize that there is an entire system and institution geared towards minimizing and marginalizing us as a people, which lays heavy on him, which is why he tried to take his own life. Thank God that his family has means. Otherwise, he'd still be in jail waiting years for his trial. Fam, please, please keep him and his family in your prayers. All of this craziness is making him even question his faith in God, which we don't want as a community of God-fearing Christians. I'm calling on fam and those outside of the family to raise him up to God in prayer. Just say, Lord, please grant peace and everlasting blessings unto this young man and his family referred to in this episode. And God will know exactly who you are praying for. I'm not mentioning his name, where he's from, or any details of his case. Because I do not want to jeopardize his case. We know that every life is precious. No matter the hue of his skin. Especially those of our young. So please, pray. Pray that he gets his life back. Be blessed, stay woke, because as you can see, the struggle is real and is far from being over. One love.